Alan and I started Gale Force Winds because we are inspired by the people we interview. Well, there's one person that inspired me above all else, and that's my mom. I'm sad to say that today, my mom passed away at the age of 85 after a fairly lengthy illness. It hasn't been easy in the last few weeks, but she's at peace. And I wanna share just a little clip that we shot in March of her when she told us she wasn't gonna make it to Mother's Day, but she certainly did and gave us everything. Mom, you know, for you, you're, you're someone who uh, has been a role model for all of us. Uh, I always joked with you, you know, sometimes what you say and do are two different things. But I think what, and I'll give you an example, you know, there's times you used to say to me, oh, you know, I don't necessarily like my job, but you didn't have to be there till 8.30, but you'd be on in the car at 7.30, an hour ahead of time to get there. So, you know, you, you despite sometimes thinking a little negatively, your actions were extremely positive. Uh, I think one of the things about you, and I've always said this to you, you know, you've worked extremely hard. You were a person at the age of 43 who were left with three children. Um, it was difficult for us as children because we never, we didn't necessarily want to deal with the seriousness of our lives. Um, we wanted to just go out in my case, go out in the street and play street hockey. Roisin was only eight, so you were probably interested, Roisin, in playing with your dolls. John mm -hmm. was interested in, in, you know, a lot of the military aspects of, of life, and he moved into that career. But I think it was hard for us because you were trying to, to rein us in at a time where you were left by yourself. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I think, frankly, I've always said this to you, you should be incredibly proud of what you've done. You've raised three children who have careers. We have uh, good careers. We've done well. We're thriving. And uh, so I think, you know, mom, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, it's been hard. And, and I will say to anyone that watches this on Mother's Day, you know, the last, say, couple of years have been very difficult. Um, you are, you look fantastic. I'll tell you that but the, the health issues are getting you down a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I, I love you <clears throat> and I want everyone to know how much you mean to all of us. No, I, I think, um, you know, <clears throat> it's been difficult over the last little while talking to you because, you know, your health issues and that are really starting to get you down a bit, but you are, <clears throat> one of the strongest people that I've ever met, uh, and I've been blessed, and we all have, myself, Roisin, and John, to have you in our lives. What do you think is probably the biggest challenge that you faced in your life? Oh, my health. Yeah. So how are you dealing with that? Having a hard time. Why? What's going on? I have to get an MRI. And if that don't work, if that works, I had to get an operation and I could die on the table. Mm -hmm. 
And what is the, the like, and I'm sure you don't mind sharing it, um, what is the issue? I have a cancer of the bar. And then I know that word in our house <clears throat> has been tough because, you know, in 1979 and the 80. anniversary of de 1980, 80. sorry, uh, we, we, we always argue over that. In 1980, well, your husband, Tom, my dad died and yeah. uh, he, he, uh, he died of cancer. Um, the anniversary actually of his death is coming up. Uh, we're Tuesday. doing this right now. Tuesday. Yes, this is March, March 5th, and uh, it will be March 41 years, 41 years. A lot of water under the bridge since then, hey? Yeah. Hasn't been easy, but uh, as I said, you know, you've guided us uh, so well. Um, but on that note, uh, you know, I'm going to say, uh, I think, you know, mom, you know, you've had a challenge in your health over the last few years, and your daughter, Roisin, uh, her husband, James, and their daughters, Marugi and Acacia, have certainly taken care of you and take care of you well. I know when you were living, you know, by yourself on Ennis Avenue, uh, the burden of the house and all that was just overwhelming. So I think, you know, I'm going to say thank you to, to them for what they've done. They've done an amazing job of keeping you with us for a little bit longer. And for those that don't know, you know, our mom has had some significant health issues, heart, and uh, that we've, uh, I, I say, I've kind of lost track of how many times we've said goodbye to you. Um, that's been tough. Uh, I know the doctors, it must be three years ago now, came to Roisin and said she's not going to make it through the night. That's three years ago. And here you are. So, you know, we've been given the gift of being able to say thank you. So <clears throat> that's what I'm doing. Anyway, I didn't think this would be this hard. <clears throat> um, um, anything you got to say? No. Um, I know one thing that's kept you going is, uh, one of the things that's kept you going is bridge. Uh, you know, that's something that you're, and you know what, you've never, I've never taken the time for you to teach me. Um, sorry, I got phones ringing here and everything. I've never yeah, taken the time. the frame again. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe I'll leave you in there. The man, the, the, man, the myth, the legend, James Aretha. Right, Thank you, James. Him. Thank you, James, for everything you've been doing. All right, thanks. But, um, yeah, what was I saying? They got phones ringing and everything. Oh, bridge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the amount of time, you know, that you've spent learning bridge and one of the things I, I love about you you're so passionate about bridge and you're good at it too um but another thing i'm going to compliment you on is your ability to uh use technology and you know you'll say stuff to me you know did you know what was going on 
in St. John's with this. And I'm like, what? No. How'd you find that out? Facebook. And a uh, quick story. I used to travel throughout Nova Scotia a lot and I love picking you up at the airport. Um, <laughs> the funny one was we're sitting in the restaurant, if you remember, and you're there with your phone and you're texting. No, you at, at the beginning, you weren't texting, but you're looking around. That's right. And you said to me, you said, look, look at all these young people. Look at all these teenagers always on their phones. And we're sitting in the restaurant waiting for our chowder, I think it was. And next minute goes by, here's you on the phone texting. And I love that. Um, you, you actually, you made a comment to me like teenagers today. And then five minutes later, who's on our phone, but you. Um, so anyway, you know, you've, you've, you've embraced technology. Uh, the other thing I think you do well is you, your appearance. You, uh, <clears throat> you, you look lovely all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, down at, always... down at, down at dialysis, they says I'm the well-dressed person. Well, I know because you are, I mean, you have some of the most beautiful clothing and you, you know, I know clothes don't make the person, but it certainly makes um, an impression and you always work I, hard, every, right? Every time I arrive at dialysis, remarks are made about how I'm dressed. Well, yeah. So why, why did you always like, where did you get that? Where did you feel that? I don't know. I, I love to dress. And so does my son-in-law, James. He's just like me. He loves to dress. So do you. Yes. Not as much, not as, much as James, so James, oh my goodness, does he ever like to dress? Just like me. Yeah. He's always well-dressed whenever he goes out. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh... It's important, and I, I think what you guided me well was for business. I'll tell one quick story, too. When we were, I'll never forget it, as a young fella, six, seven, you always talked about public speaking. And frankly, at the time, I never really realized how important it would be to my career. But, you know, one thing that you did do <clears throat> was constantly get myself, Rasheen, and John to practice our, our speeches, our public speaking. And, you know, I can tell you this, I know this for a fact, John and his military leadership, Roisin doing presenting and education and me doing sales and sales presentations. That's a, uh, a skill that you mom ingrained in us way back when. And I remember having a cheer and we used to stack, I don't even know what we stacked on it, to lay the speeches and whatever we were talking about on the chair. And remember, you'd sit in the kitchen, I'd be in the dining room, and we kind of talked through the doorway. And I, I mean, I must have been only seven years old when you were doing that. I mean, started, I think the speeches started in grade four, so how old would you be? Uh, four, I'd be nine, right? Yeah, that's what you were. It started at St. Bounds in grade four. But I mean, did you realize how forward thinking you were in, in teaching your children that? Well, I was taught elocution myself and I always wanted to speak well. Mom gave yeah. me elocution when I was young. 
So that's, uh, you know, one of the things that you did very well for us. Um, I think the other thing that, uh, you know, you're, you've done a lot of is knitting cross stitch. And I personally spent a lot of time editing video in my little video career that I've had. I can't imagine doing cross stitch and how um, in, intricate it is, you know. So what got you into cross stitch? I don't know, I guess for something to do as a hobby. Well, you, you certainly stuck with it. Oh yeah, I like cross-stitching. Very expensive though. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've got all kinds of beautiful cross-stitches around. Mm -hmm. um, you got a chance to go to Venezuela years ago. Mm-hmm, yeah, Did you, mom. you enjoyed that? Yeah, we took mom nice and Rishi. Pardon? Yeah. 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 That was a nice trip, wasn't it? Oh yeah. 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 And then we went to I went to Africa. Right. Yeah. And I went on a on a safari. No, I mean you moved up to Halifax. Well you kinda what you were doing, I mean the house that you had was too hard to handle. Um you, you know, when the snow, especially in the winter, was just brutal. I mean, I remember one time you had had a heart attack and you went out um, to shovel. And I remember saying to you, like, what, what are you doing? Why don't you just wait for me? Well, no, no, you know, that's how independent you were. But I was like, you're retired. You don't have to have it shoveled by 8.30 in the morning, but you were out to shoveling. So it was a big worry for all of us, you know, especially after having a heart attack. But I'm still I guess independent. Was, oh, I know that. And that's, we all, listen, we all don't mind that independent streak. It's, uh, it's an important it's hard, though, to when It's hard when you, when you lose your independence. Like, for instance, driving the car. You don't drive it anymore, and you can only go places that other people can take you. Yeah. And you know, ma'am, I'll tell you something. I'll never forget it. You, you were in hospital and it was the time, must be four years ago now, maybe. Um, but it, it, Roisin got a call and the doctor said, you're not going to make it through the night. Uh, no, that was so two that was years. Something. It was two years ago. Two years ago. But you had lost your license because of your health issues, right? Mm -hmm. And I personally... I'm a very optimistic person, but knowing your health issues and that, I didn't think there was a chance you'd get your license back. But you did. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, but I you, should never, I should never have, uh, my license should not have been taken away from me because of my health issues. That was a big mistake. That was well, a very, <laughs> very big mistake. But then I was told yeah. later on that I could, I could drive. That was a mistake. Yeah. Well, I know how happy you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting that you've been able to stay, keep it together. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's not easy, is it, as you get old? What advice, I got a question now, what advice do you have for anyone that's going through dialysis that needs to, to try to keep their chin up, you know? It's very difficult, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you you got to go, and that's it. So you have to put up with it. <laughs> you know, I don't have any other choice. 
Either that or no, die. I know. Yeah. No, hey, listen, I understand that. Um, what about, so, you know, I, I know the other thing, when you had your first heart attack, I'll never forget it. You actually had a, uh, you were at, in the back of the house scraping paint or taking paper, pa wallpaper. Paper, off, paper off the wall. That's what I thought it was, taking the paper off the wall. And you thought it was like a muscle issue or something, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. But it was, then I had a stint put in. But when I remember you, you started feeling pain and went to bed, and that was like on a Monday. You didn't go to the hospital till a Thursday, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't bother you. I called Arlene Dawson and she took me. I know. And you know what? We, we really appreciate Eileen. You know, you've had some really good friends around you over the years that have really taken care of you. And I appreciate that. I'm going to ju just want to get into music. You know, one of the other things I want to thank you about is the, the music that you brought to our lives. John played the trumpet. I play the trumpet. Oshin played the violin and viola. Um, you sang in the St. John's choir. What is it about music that made it special to you and wanting to get us as kids into it? It makes you happy. It's a happy feeling. Music is beautiful. You've got to have music in your life. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, you have to. I love it. I love the trumpet. And like Marie plays the trumpet and Keisha plays the flute. Marie played the violin. Keisha played the violin. Spencer plays the trumpets. Sebastian plays the trumpet. So they're all into the trumpets, and I love the trumpet. Well, uh, Roisin told me one time that you got onto the radio for playing the piano. I don't, oh, yes. I don't know that story. Tell me that story. Oh, oh. When I was young, teenager, and we used to go up in Victoria Park, and Bridie Cole used to have, perform a concert, and anybody that was interested would go to her and you would sing. So Joan Ryan and I, she asked us to play the piano, and we played the palms on CJON, must be down in, in the archives right now, I don't know. I loved it all. And we used to have such a wonderful time at the end of the, end of the year, school year, Friday Cole used to have this uh, concert for all those young girls and boys. And Joan Ryan and I played the Palms. And the, it was on CJON, it was recorded on CJON. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Um, music for me has been a beautiful experience. Uh, I still play today. I'm in a jazz band, as you know. Um, I actually did an interview with uh, Mike Harriet and his wife, Afra Hanoi. Oh, uh, do you remember to... Mike accompanying you in the festival? Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I as I said to him, he was one of the I would call him an inspiration in music because when he sat down next to me in the Brother Ice Band and uh, he, he could play any instrument. And I said that to him when we were interviewing him, you know, it's just amazing to hear that quality of musician play. And, uh, you know, I will always be an amateur as I practice and I've done a little bit of practicing over the pandemic. There's some pieces that I just can't get. And I've resigned myself to the fact that I'll never be on a stage playing some of these pieces, but being given the gift of music that you gave us, 
it's been able to allow me to take a break from everything that's happened in our day, you know, and uh, I, I got to thank you for that. It's, it's something that's, it's a special gift to be able to take an object, you know, that a man made a person, a woman made object like a trumpet and make music with it. Uh, I always envious of those who can sing because I can't, uh, you know, if someone can use their voice that God gave them to sing is, is a beautiful thing. But anyway, you know, that's another thing that I'm going to thank you about what you've done for us from a musical perspective. Absolutely heartwarming and fulfilling, you know. You so, have an uncle who made his own violin. Your, dad, your grandfather's brother made so his own your violin. Father's, your father's brother. Yeah, made his own violin, and he used to play at the dances in Carbonier. Wonder where that one is now. If that survived. Yeah, be interesting to Uh, know. I think uh, one of the things I should ask you about, and I would be remiss, we did talk about, you know, this is March 5th, we're talking here now. Uh, Dad, Tom Carew, your husband, where did you meet Dad? Skating down at Stadium. He asked me for, at them times, they ask you for, they call the band to skate around with them. So your dad came over and asked me if he could have a band with me. And I said, Jason, never look back. Well, you know, I was young when he died, but I can tell you this, that all my memory of you and him was a very loving relationship. Um, Unfortunately, he was taken from us all so early in life. He was only 48 years of age. You were only 43. Uh, one, 44. Okay. <laughs> one of the stories, what, we always argue over when he died and how old you were, how old I was. But uh, one of the stories that I find hilarious is that, you know, uh, back in the day when dad was working and he was having some uh, people come over, you were preparing a meal, if I remember correctly, and uh, did you not try to get rid of the Christmas tree branches? Remember that story you told oh, me? Oh, and, and I put Tell them in the story. fireplace. I put them in the fireplace and it caught on fire and went up on, on the, uh, all over the, the put them in, I put them in the, um, uh, the great, the yeah. Put them in the grate, and which I should never have done, and they were really, really dry and cut on fire. And then I believe the fire trucks had come. Yeah. Yeah. That was stupid. Well, you know what? I remember. Another time, I forgot. I didn't know you had to undo, and I, 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 I lit the fireplace, and the smoke all came out because the flute, is it what you call it? The flute yeah. was still flute, not open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? I know on that mantelpiece, uh, one of the things when you and I were there the very last day, the house was sold, we had everything cleaned out. A couple of things I looked at was, uh, I remember looking at the uh, mantle because on the mantle, the edge was gone because it had gotten burnt the day that you put all those blasty boughs in there. But it was, right. you know, it was painted over and everything, but it had a little bit of a yeah. an edge on it that was gone because of the burn. Because the fire came up to the mantelpiece. 
Wonder didn't catch the house on fire. Yeah. I know uh, another thing, you know, you guys let us use the garage that we had it was an awesome garage. And I remember John and I would be down in the basement in the garage shooting pucks. <laughs> I don't know if we ever told you this, but one of the Bro, things. Did that you we break be... a pipe? Did you break a pipe? Oh, that's another story. Can I'll tell you... that in a second. Uh, but I remember we were shooting pucks at the garage door. And when you go on the outside, because it was painted, wherever the pucks hit, there was a dent and the paint would peel off. So it was pockmarked. But one thing that we were doing, and, it's, and now that I'm older and I think about it, it was ridiculous because it had these glass two kind of eyeballs, I guess, on the garage door. If anyone can picture one of those old garage doors. We were trying, I, I, I don't, even at this age, I don't even want to say it because it's, it's, it's a teenage angst, I guess. We were trying to break the windows out of that garage door and neither one of us could get the puck up high enough to wow. take it out. Anyway, that's the foolishness that, you know, young teenage boys get into. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No. All I want to say is how good Roisin them are to me. And like I said, James is the best son-in-law son anybody could ever, ever have. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, they've done an enormous amount. He's amazing. You, you know? He's amazing. For about 15 years now, uh, you've been living with yeah. them and oh yeah all of that and and he never says boo no 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 i know anyway it's uh you know ma'am it's um mother's day is coming up and mm -hmm. wanted to get you on at the podcast and talk to you about you know uh these things and thank you roshin john myself james barugi Keisha, and all your grandchildren have um had a wonderful life with you and we just just say thanks thanks for everything you've done you've been there uh through thick and thin um as i say this is march 5th dad the anniversary of dad's 41st anniversary of dad's death is coming up and uh it's been been rough but you've been the rock of gibraltar and uh you know i think if there's anything that we can say is that people need to embrace their family and do it in person if you can and if not do it by video because this is life's too short it's too short not to to say thank you mm -hmm. so this is our thank you to you thank you thank Mark. You. oh you're more than welcome Gerald. <laughs>